next to a swamp full of toads was a slanted wood shack with three little kids and a mama. Papa, Dad, and six. All right, gather round, drag up the stool. It's time for Liberty Lounge. Two full hours of classic country music with a splash of news thrown in for good measure. Let's take a break from the current trials and tribulations and try to start our weekend out on a lighter note. Liberty Lounge starts right now. Since it's Friday, and just to show my appreciation, we'll knock off now and take the next two days off. How's that? Do that again. You are so stupid. That's right. They're all gonna laugh at you. That's right. There is nothing wrong with your radio. That's right. This is crazy. What's going on here? I don't know. I love Thank you, thank you very much for that uh, that uh, reception there and that applause. Man. Anyway, quit being goofy. It's um, Friday, the 
the 1th of May already. I don't know where the rest of the year went, but uh, here we are already at the 1st of May. Just a quick update. I'm going to have a, just a little brief thing here for you, and then we're going to get on with the show. The show we're having tonight is an old show that I had uh, five years ago when Edge of the Woods joined me. And it was a great show, and it was a lot of fun, and I'm sure that you guys will uh, very much enjoy that tonight. I didn't have time to record a new one. So uh, for those of you that have asked and know what's going on, my court... Um, Battle yesterday was not successful. However, I am looking right now at uh, taking it to the Supreme Court, and I have four days to make that determination and get there. However, it's going to cost a lot of money. Um, I feel very confident that we'll win. Uh, I had to get out of the, get in front of another judge and get out of this good old boy system here which I am absolutely confident has uh, killed me yesterday. I talked to a couple of judges today down in uh, down in the Phoenix area and explained the situation. They were pretty confident that I had a good case and uh, were willing to take it on. Well, one of them was willing to take it on. The other one is too covered up with other appeals to the Supreme Court. Um so there, there's a lot of this going on in Arizona. People are starting to um, look at their options and not just accept the status quo and and try to do something new. You know, try to try to unseat some of the the good old boys, and that's what I'm trying to do. So, like I said, I need a lot of money. If any of you are in a situation where you can give me a hand with this, go to copeforsheriff.com. Cope and the number four. Sheriff, copeforsheriff.com, and there's a donate page on there if you want to see me try to um, uh, be successful in this. It will be absolutely impossible unless I get um, a lot of help with this. So anyway, I'm going to let that go with that, and I'm going to get on with this show. Like I said, this is an old show. It's one of my favorites. It's uh, not often that I've had. It's the only time. I ever had to sit down with Edge of the Woods and have an actual live show with him. And Edge of the Woods is one of the very best friends I've ever had in my entire life. And uh, I've made uh, a few of those since I've been um, doing this radio show. But uh, Edge of the Woods and I go back way, way before this radio show does. Um, and uh, there's, uh, there's a few others. Tebow's another one. But uh, anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna let that go and let it be as it may there, and uh, get on with this show, which is already in progress. And I will have an answer for you by Monday whether I'm going to be able to take this to the Supreme Court or not. So enjoy the show, and uh, I'll uh, enjoy your weekend. And I probably won't pop in here at the end, so. I will see you again on Monday. All right, here we go. All right, all right. It's not as early as I hoped it would be. I had a lot of stuff to do. This has been a very hectic day, and and uh, Amy got called away and didn't make it back till just a few minutes ago. So I've been trying to trying to uh, hustle around here and get some things prepared for the show. Edge of the Woods is going to be in here with me tonight. 
By the way, this is what would normally be the shooting bench, but on Friday night, of course, it's Liberty Lounge, where we uh, take a little break from all the mess going on here and listen to a little music and uh, just basically try to have a good time and get ready for a good weekend. Edge of the Woods will be joining me here in probably 20 minutes or so, and um, I ought to have a good show tonight. We may, excuse me, we may... Um, that was another problem is Amy just brought pizza in here. So I'm trying to eat pizza and listen to the radio to try to get word from Edge of the Woods and get this show going. So that means we need to get started with a little music. We had a, a great class today. It was really interesting. We had a, um, what we call an advanced concealed carry class. The only reason we call it that is just to differentiate the uh, standard concealed carry. regular concealed carry here in Arizona. They don't require very much, so we do a four-hour class. It's all classroom, and for those that want to get the classroom information and go out and shoot a little bit, then we have what we call an advanced and go out and, and uh, get, uh, let them go out and pop off of, uh, you know, 50 rounds or so, and it works out well. It gives, um, um, it gives everybody a chance to kind of see they can't really practice real hard on their techniques and stuff, but uh, at least they get to show them and try them a little bit. But what it does is kind of encourages them to, they kind of understand at that point that there's so much more to learn. And they realize, wow, I had I had no clue that all this stuff was going on here. I thought you just carried the gun and you'd point it in the general direction when somebody threatened you and you shoot them and they fall down and I go home. But um, it helps them to, uh, to, to come to terms with the fact that they don't know everything there is to know about this. And it works out well for everybody. And so and we had, uh, we had five people, I think, in this little class today. And um, three of them are, are wanting to come. Actually, all five of them are wanting to come back. A couple of them, I'm not sure if they will or not, but they're all wanting to. So it worked out pretty good. We had a lot of fun. And uh, just get them all, got them all fingerprinted and everything, and and uh, kicked out the door here about um, almost right at the top of the hour. So that left me scrambling to try to, to get everything done here. Been trying to listen to the uh, to the shortwave here and and uh, listen for Edge of the Woods to to come in. He got a hold of me here not uh, too long ago, a few minutes ago, and he was about 20 miles out then, so he should be rolling in here pretty shortly. So we ought to have a good show tonight. It ought to be a lot of fun. Edge of the Woods and I have a very um, very similar, I think probably identical, taste in music, so this ought to go along pretty good. And Eddie Crump probably is not going to enjoy this show because we're not doing any rock and roll. We did a rock and roll song last week. That's going to have to hold you over for a month or so till we uh, have a lapse in judgment and decide to do another rock and roll show. But well, I tell you, Eddie, Eddie Crump's a hell of a good guy. We had a lot of fun up there. And uh, I had the privilege of staying up there with those guys um, almost two weeks. Well, no, I stayed about ten days with them. And, uh, well, I had a ball. I, I don't know if they had as much fun as I had, but I had a blast. Um, 
lot of lot of good things up there. And I'd like to go back up there again and and uh, do it again. Yeah, yeah. D fingerprinted. Yep, fingerprinted. So it's um, <laughs> that. Yeah, that's uh, sorry, Eddie. That's uh, that's the case here. All right. Well, let's go. And I don't understand what um, what the question was. Yep, fingerprinted Iowa cat. Yep, fingerprinted. Okay. Now we got that out of the way. Let's get on with it here. Stay with me for a while But I want the fire still burning bright Darling, on our wedding night Let's wait till we walk down the aisle I don't want to have to marry you I don't want to have to say
discussion in the in the chat room there about uh about a merce man bag man purse you know whatever you want to call it uh i'm a i'm a pretty firm believer in that uh in certain situations i don't carry one all the time but like when i went to the shot show it seemed prudent to uh be able to have the means to carry um you know various things around a couple of bottles of water and and uh, I was a long ways away from my truck, so I figured that... Uh, here, stand by a second. I was a long ways away from my truck, so I figured, a uh, you know, having a trauma kit and uh, a few odds and ends of things that I didn't have access to, and it was a long ways, you know, it would take me uh, 20 minutes probably to be able to get to it, then I decided to go ahead and carry that man purse with me, and um, uh, just to kind of just kind of stay on top of things. So I had extra ammo, and uh, you know a few um, little protein bars or granola bars or whatever it was, and then the uh, just some odds and ends. It allowed me to carry a lot of the brochures and pamphlets and all the stuff we picked up at all the booths. So in that case, it was a great deal. Now, if you guys remember, a lot of you don't because this was way back. Uh, C7 would remember. Uh, Mountain Shooter probably remembers. But there was a time that Jason and I were involved in a law enforcement situation there in New Mexico. 
And we got to a place where we had the opportunity to help law enforcement catch some bad guys. And we were in a position where we could see the bad guys and we could see the good guys, but they couldn't see each other. So we were able to relay information uh, to the uh, to the cops to get them dialed in on these other guys. What we learned while we were sitting on the side of this hill, nothing we had to do, but we had the opportunity to help and, and saw that it was probably a good thing, so we did. What we learned up there on the side of that hill was that, uh, you know, it would have been nice if we would have had a... Uh, uh, some kind of a few little things like a bottle of water would have been awesome sitting up there on the side of that hill in uh, June or whenever it was. It would have been great if we would have had um, a way to to see what was going on, a small set of binoculars or something. So we got to thinking about that, and we said, you know what? We looked at at a number of different types of. Uh, bags out there. We just didn't find anything. It was just exactly the way I wanted it to be. I didn't want a, I didn't want a full blown backpack. Um, um. <laughs> okay, be too basic. That'll be all right. And Edge of the Woods just popped in here. So in all of his splendor. So you want to get things, uh, Unpack. You want to do it after a little while? Get some while. music going. We'll drag up a seat. You're all wired up and ready to go there. All right. Um, so we didn't find. A, we tried several different bags, and they weren't just exactly what we want to do. And you know how I am. If it's not, if it's not exactly what I want, then I don't want it. I want exactly. So we designed one. We designed what we called the. Uh, the Southwest Shooting Authority Recon bag. So we, we said we wanted something small, easy, to just something light to grab in case we, you know, run over the hill and, and got delayed for a little while or something happened. And not a, not a full-blown kit, just a, a little something with a, you know, a little money in it for, um, whether it be for, for gas, for phone, for bribes, for a bus fare, for whatever the case may be. Um, a uh, binocular, a, GP, G, a GPS, and or radio, which nowadays you can have very easily have both. And um, there was a 40-ounce water bladder in it. And there was a, um, we had it set up where in the back there was a pocket that were the right size for a 40-ounce bladder or ballistic plates you could throw a, a plate in there and you could have that where you could uh, jerk it up there in front of you um, don't laugh I, I can go well, I can tell you um, a big long story about how that came about and uh, yeah that'd be okay and um, and then there was X there was a pockets in the in the back there that were uh, we'd set up with elastic deals for a weapon Extra magazine, baton, flashlight, whatever, a couple of zippered pouches, and uh, it was just a really neat deal. It had a quick disconnect on the shoulder strap, so if you got in trouble and somebody got a hold of it and you needed to uh, uh, get out of it, you could uh, hit that latch and get out of it real easy. Um, 
So the whole thing just was a, was a great deal. We used to have a lady in New Mexico that made them for us. And I had a guy here today that might be able to recreate these things for us. And, uh, we'll see. I'm going to let him take one and take it apart and see what it's like. We still have a few of the older ones left. If you go to YouTube and go to my channel, you'll find, uh, just look up, I think it's Southwest Shooting Authority Recon Bag or, or something to do with Recon Bags. And you can, there's a good, uh, video there and an explanation of how it works and everything. And if I can't get some made just exactly like that, then I'm not going to make them. But uh, I've got a guy here that I think can do that for me. So we should know something here in the next couple of weeks, and we may be able to get those back on the back on the market. It was an awesome deal. Um, we had some, you know, various colors and and all that, and that's what I carried at the shot show last year. So anyway, I'm going to. Uh, Put on another song here, and me and Edges of the Woods are going to get squared away and get him on the air, and I'll be back in a few minutes. If a prince showed up on skin, wonder who's I find on you. I'm out of my mind with worry. You've been out all night again But don't tell me And I won't ask Where in the world have you been? I don't even want to know What you've been up to But if fingerprints showed up on skin Wonder who's I'd find on you This hunger deep inside For loving you's the only food That keeps my world alive I wish I didn't want and need you Heaven knows I do If fingerprints showed up on skin Wonder who's I'd find on you I can't help it This feeling This hunger Deep inside Loving you The only food That keeps my world alive Wish I didn't want And need you but heaven knows I do. If fingerprints showed up on skin, wonder who's I'd find on you. In the moon, 
more drinking Lots more time for thinking I've got She turned and walked away Shook her head as if to say Man, you missed a real good time with me Oh, but I just poured another glass Toasted someone from the past Some old but not forgotten Memory. I've got red wine, blue memories, and a heartache that won't set me free. I've got lots of time for drinking, lots more time. This young man sewing on a fiddle and playing it hot And the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said Boy, let me tell you what I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player too And if you'd care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you Now you play pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil his due I bet a fiddle of gold against your soul, cause I think I'm better than you The boy said, my name's Johnny, and it might be a sin But I'll take your bet, you're gonna regret, cause I'm the best as ever been Johnny, you're rising up your bow and play your fiddle hard. Cause hell's broke loose in Georgia and the devil deals in cards. And if you win, you get this shiny fiddle made of gold. But if you lose, the devil gets your soul. The devil opened up his case and he said, I'll start this show and fire through his fingertips as he rolled up his bow. And he pulled the bow across the strings and it made an evil hiss. And then a band of demons joined in and it sounded something like this.
finished, Johnny said, Well, you're pretty good, old son. But sit down in that chair right there and let me show you how it's done. Fire on the mountain, run, boys, run. The devil's in the house of the rising sun. Chicken in the bread pan, picking out dough. Granny says you don't bite, no child, no. devil bowed his head because he knew that he'd been beat. And he laid that golden fiddle on the ground at Johnny's feet. Johnny said, devil, just come on back if you ever want to try again. I done told you once, you son of a bitch, I'm the best as ever been. He played found the mountain, run, boy, run. Devil's in the house of the rising sun. The chicken in the bread pan, I'm picking out dough. Granny, you don't fight no child, no.
Well, there's always been groups of people that never could see eye to eye. But I always thought if they ever had a chance to sit down and talk face to face, they might realize they got a lot in common. Well, I was sitting in a coffee shop just having a cup to pass the time, swapping rodeo stories with this old cowboy friend of mine. When some motorcycle riders started snickering in the back and started poking fun at my friend's hat. And one old boy said, hey Tex, where'd you park your horse? My friend just pulled his hat down low, but they couldn't be ignored. One husky fella said, I think we'll rip that hat right off your head. That's when my friend turned around and this is what he said. Sky, rope an old blue norther and milk it till it's dry. Old dog the Mississippi, and it's ears down flat. Long before you take this cowboy's hat. Now, partner, this old hat's better left alone. See, it used to be my daddy's, but last year he passed on. My nephew skinned the rattler that makes up this old hat band. But back in 69, he died in Vietnam. Now, the eagle feather was given to me by an Indian friend of mine. But someone ran him down somewhere around that Arizona line. And a real special lady gave me this hat pin. But I don't know if I'll ever see her again. A black tornado across the western sky, roping old blue norther and milk it till it's dry. Bulldog the Mississippi and his ears down flat. Long before you take this cowboy's hat. Now, if your leather jacket means to you what this hat means to me. And I guess we understand each other and we'll just let it be. But if you still think it's funny, man, you got my back up against the wall. And if you touch my hat, you're going to have to fight us all. Well, right then I caught a little sadness in that gang leader's eyes. And he turned back to the others and they all just kind of shuffled on outside. But when my friend turned back towards me, I noticed his old hat brim, well, it was turned up in a big old Texas grill. You ride a black tornado across the western sky, roping old blue norther and milk it till it's dry. Pulled off the Mississippi and it's ears down flat. Long before you take this cowboy's hat.
he had a mean streak two feet wide. A son of a gun with a taste of fun and more than his share of pride. Take a dirt road curve with a devil's nerve and make a car dance across the mud. And holler and shine with his regular lines and the track got in his blood. It was a real hot shot and he bragged a lot. The man that fool could drive. Cause he loved the feel of the steering wheel and the girls with the bedroom eyes. And in a race of tide or a barroom fight, old Stroker stole the show. A backstretch blazer, a real hell razor, and a racetrack Romeo. Mama, lock your daughters up, that wild bunch is back in town. And them little girls get frisky when they hear that race car sound. They're bringing out the yellow flag, somebody breaks and fails. There's a horse stick on the inside and a rickin' on the rail. You better stand on the stroker, cause a bandit's on your tail. It's a downright joy for a country boy when he hears them engines moan. But you gotta hang tough and it gets real rough when you're out there on your own. Cause they'll push you around, they'll knock you down, they'll shove you up against the wall. And you always know when the engine blows that a man can't win them all. You could push that car just a little too far any Sunday afternoon. And if you break your neck, some damn fool wreck, they'd forget about you soon. But old Stoker Race was born to race and it's worth all the trying. Just to drink champagne in the victory lane and to hear that concrete wine. Stroker, get your dander up, this ain't no time to lie. You got to make a lap up if you're gonna take that checker slide. Number 10 is closing in to even up the score. It's time to wave bye-bye and put the pedal on the floor. You better stand on the stroker cause you're blowing off their door. Blow the doors off, stroker. Ah, you good-looking devil. Shoes and you throw them on the floor. Dance in the kitchen till the morning light. 
Louisiana Saturday night. Till the morning light Louisiana Saturday night Early spring For a while she'll be mine again 
All right, there you go. We're going to take a break here a little bit and talk about other things. I've got Edge of the Woods in here with me. We've been sitting here talking. We haven't been including you guys. We've uh, we we've blocked you out of our life, so we need to uh, talk about what we've been talking about. Chuck, how was your drive over here tonight? Green. I mean, it, folks are not used to New Mexico. They've been through most of the time. It's yellow or brown or or burnt. It looks like Ireland from Albuquerque to Cope's front door. Yeah. It's just purely green. Yeah, that stretch over here between uh, between Springerville and here. Oh, it's where beautiful. You got as far as you can see out there, it's just as green. looks like football field out there. I, I can't believe how green it is. It is, and you got more coyotes here than I know what to do with. Coyotes and jackrabbits, we got plenty. We might sneak off tomorrow evening after the class and go out and Sounds good see to if me. we can bust a few jackrabbits or something. Speaking about classes, if you guys can make it up here, there's still time to sign up. We have openings still for our Battlefield Medic class, and we've cha- I've changed it up some. Cope asked me to talk about, uh, get some stuff on hematomas, and if a hematoma is a little different than a bruise. A bruise technically is a hematoma, but it generally is just there, and it's not that bad. I, 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 Cope's had a couple of hematomas, and it was just, they're entertaining, aren't they? Oh, yeah. I can stand as much pain as any man, but I'm going to tell you what, that hematoma is, is no fun. And draining them is just as bad. Draining them, I mean, but, you know, and there's a certain way to do it. There's a couple of methods that we use to do it, and uh, the thing about a hematoma to drain it is you need to get the biggest needle you can you can grab hold of and put in there. They're, uh, you know, keep telling them about that. I'm going to get them, I'm going to get get them some something pictures. interesting to look at here. <laughs> but, uh, you know... Uh, and and the thing about a hematoma though is you need to find out what caused it. I mean, if it was just you fell off, a, uh, you fell out of your truck and landed on a on a rock, that's one thing. But if you've actually bursted a blood vessel, you know, you, if that thing keeps on growing, you need to start thinking about getting some direct pressure in that because you can't just go in there and put some quick clot on there and be done with. That thing is deep into the tissue. And let me tell you, folks, direct pressure. Folks that are taking a class, you learn if it's not hurting them. You're not putting enough pressure on it. Yeah, exactly. Let's see. Well, what do we got here? Tre- chat and go trouble. Uh, I know. Doc, it, you know, the latest uh, uh, Firefox update has been fantastic. I just upgraded mine last night on my Linux box, and it's been uh, behaving really, really well. And I need to – my sound is turned on. Let me turn that off so I don't bust through here. Uh, guys, I'm going to put something in the chat room for you to look at while you're uh, listening to Chuck here. Uh, and this is about the, the hematoma. This is what um, reminded me of the importance of this. And this guy right here, I'm going to tell you what, he ought to wear a kilt because I don't know how his huevos will fit in trousers. Um, he did this out in the out in the field on his own, some Russian dude. And uh, this guy has got... Got uh, got his poop in a group here, so check this video out when you get a chance. It's seven minutes long. Don't want to miss any music for it, and you don't want to miss uh, what Chuck's talking about the class. But watch it when you get a chance. But yeah, we've done a few uh, add-ons in the class. I redid the IV portion of it. You know, a little bit better instruction and better book. The book when I guess Irish was one of the first classes that we did on this thing here, and I think the booklet was only about 15 pages, 15 20 pages. Yeah, but he had the opportunity also to go through the uh, live fire part of it. You know, the first couple of classes we did out there, 
yep. had the live fire, which is great, but not essential. It no. does add some realism, and I think it's nice to do. It's designed to do the classroom part first, then come back another day and do the live portion. That's yeah. the way to actually do it. But now the book is now 72 pages, double, double-sided. It's not, <laughs> it's a, it's turned into an actual book. Also, uh, when we get back, me and Jake are going to start uh, actually getting the videos together. Our first one we're actually ready to, to start burning to disc is on IV starting. And maybe we'll see, get some here in his hematomas. But, folks, let me tell you, I mean, even just if you've ever had a blood blister underneath your fingernail, you smash that fingernail and you get that blood pulling up underneath there and pushing against the nail bed and pushing against the nail. <clears throat> yeah, that gives you a good idea of what going and then and then what when you when you stab that thing and let everything out. Did I ever tell you about that one I had in Germany, Mm-mm. buddy? We were taking a taking an engine out of a out of a uh, an M1, no, an M60, and uh, I had the tanker's bar and I was pulling it up there and somebody let go of something and it jerked my hand over and, and oh. caught it between the tanks are pretty solid in Just most places. A little, you know, yeah, a lot of a lot of mass there, the, and I got my finger caught between that tanker's bar. And the, the chassis of that tank, and I cussed, and it hurt, and I had an immediate huge uh, blood blister coming up under that fingernail. And I had to walk over here about uh, it was a hundred yards over to the infirmary, <clears throat> and I went over there, and I, all I needed to do, they wouldn't let me do it. You know, you know what I need to do is just heat up a, a paper a clip, paper clip, and poke it, and it's all done. And mm-hmm. the, it, the the blood squirts out of there, and the pain goes away, and you go back to work and forget about it. I went over there, and I was there 45 minutes. Now listen to what I'm telling you. I was there 45 minutes. They took my temperature, they took my blood pressure. They, I said, <laughs> dude, just take a and I, and I'm waiting and waiting at 45. You know what that doctor did when he come back? Mm. He took a big lighter and a paper clip and stuck <laughs> in my. I could have punched that some cotton picker in the mouth. I was so pissed I couldn't believe it. I could have done that 45 minutes ago and been working. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just an idea. I mean, that's just the easiest way to do it is just heat up a paper clip, uh, you know, a finishing nail, whatever you got on hand, bread tie. And it's yeah, burned through there. wire, anything. And burn it through there. But, I mean, hematomas are debilitating. I mean, it's just, and I can't believe we haven't had this in that course in all these years. Because I've been doing this for COPE for, gosh, on a long time. Let's leave it at that. The first one, what, 2012? in pine top but we still did other ones prior to that and finally well, yeah you're right we did yeah but uh you know <clears throat> yeah you need you know it's a good class you know it's uh it sounds ex- it is expensive in one fashion but you know everybody is wanting to learn how to poke holes in people yeah but realistically though you what happens if somebody pokes a hole in your kid or your wife or even your dog, I mean, you know, poop hits the fan type of thing. Your dog's kind of an important member of your household, too. And an alternative food source. That's right. Well, that's, you know, like uh, Concrete and I talk about, uh, reservation uh, seven-course meal, yep. puppy in a six-pack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we're going to get in trouble here on this one. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. But, uh, you know, we we got that in there. We've taken out some of the other stuff that, you know, it, it, it looked good on paper, and we did it one class, and it just didn't work out the way I wanted it to. <clears throat> you know, we, you know, we've, it's, it's, it's a evolution, you know, things change in the field. I mean, like when I taught the class for Irish, the rules of the game were on a tourniquet, you put it on as life or limb. Well, we've come to find out that that's not like that anymore. 
is from uh, our soldiers and Marines in Afghanistan and Iraq, they've had they've had men with tourniquets on 18, 20 hours. Doctor, take it off, fix their leg, fix their arm, whatever, and they had full use of it. Where, you know, 20 years ago, well, 20 years ago, you used to put it on, take it off for 30 minutes, and your patient bleed out. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's... Uh, Combat lifesaker, life taker, you know, the, what's one thing I've found out about the military now is basically the class I'm taking is very similar to the combat lifesaver course that the military makes all combat arms soldiers go through, except they do it in a week. And uh, <clears throat> let me tell you folks, you know, you, it's, uh, it's important, you know, cause, you know, you might have somebody, you know, an old army medic or even an EMT, but and if you don't know what to do with that weed sitting next to you, and you need it, you know, it's just one of those things. That's what we'll teach you. So, but, yeah, like I said, if you, can, if you guys can make it out here tomorrow, there's a few chairs still open. You know, this makes it hard, um, probably harder for me maybe than it does for you, but um, it puts me in an awkward position, I feel like, sometimes when, you know, I do this for a living, and it's the only thing that I do is is teach people whatever it is. So it's, it makes it kind of hard when you say, "Look, you need to come take this class. You need to give me money to come take this class." But and I try to tell people that um, you know, if you you ought to have at least two people out of your family or out of your group to uh, to take this class. What have one of you take it? Doesn't mean that you're qualified to turn around and teach the class there. You can give them some pointers. You give them take good notes, and you teach them a little bit. But it doesn't make you an instructor. No. And so if you get out there and and uh, you get taken out, who's going to take care of your family? You know, at least two people in every family and every group need to take this class. It is not a first aid class. It is not a, an EMT class. It is beyond that. It is a, a poop hit the fan class. Right. So like I tell every class about this right here is <clears throat> what I teach during this class here, if you do most of this stuff in a traffic accident in your hometown, you're probably going to get sued. Practicing medicine without a license. This is stuff that is reserved for if you don't do something, then somebody will die. You're out in the middle of the woods. Billy Joe puts a .30-06 round through his buddy. Or or poop hits the fan. Katrina, Moore, Oklahoma, something like that. That's mm -hmm. why I teach these courses. And I'm going to pop a link in this so you'll get an idea. The, the overall part of the course is still the same. But, uh, you know, there's just been some additions, a little bit and all that. Let's see. Actually, here is, we'll pop this in here, and here's the class that we're actually doing this week. <clears throat> Uh, certainly, it's it's you know one person is certainly better than than none to take that, and one person can uh, you know leave some notes, uh, let people go through the book and everything. But it's not the same as being there in the class. So you know it kind of kind of puts me at odds a little bit sometimes when I'm trying real hard to convince people to do this when that's what I do for a living. You know, if I could say, okay, um, uh, Billy Bob's place over here does this, and I'm pushing it real hard, and you need to go do that. It's different when we're doing it and getting paid for it. You know? Yeah, Tampico in there says he's a combat lifesaver, and I am so glad that the Army <clears throat> made all combat armed soldiers go through that course because, let me tell you, uh, going back to, let's say, mid-'90s, uh, what was it, uh, the Mogadishu little affair, uh -huh. we didn't have it. 
I mean, you had your squad medic, but nobody else really knew what to do. Nobody else knew how to start an IV. Nobody else knew how to intubate. Nobody else knew how to do anything. It's all up to your medic. And nowadays, with that that uh, that combat lifesaver is it has saved so many people. Really, it has. And uh, Dan McKay teaches a good class, and I know and uh, Buck Tilton they teach a really really good uh, good course up there. Uh, another one that's starting to come up here, and he's he's actually causing competition is Cody Lundeen. He's a crazy guy off dual survival. But uh, they're actually putting something together down in uh, southern Arizona. And he's a he's a idiot and a half. Know him personally. But let me tell you, though, <clears throat> if you're stuck out in the desert, he's the guy you want to learn how to live out for it with. Oh, yeah. He's good. He's a moron, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, anybody, that, that one show I talk about during my classes on that dual survival when they're showing the Civil War effort uh, uh, methods of <clears throat> stopping bleeding by packing a wound full of black powder and setting it on fire. Well, you have to stop the bleeding for a little while after you had dig out all that burnt powder out of that's been driven into the tissue and the infection from the third-degree burn that you get. Yeah, that's what I've always wondered about that. It always seemed kind of dumb to me. It seemed like the infection that you would get for that would far outweigh Hell the, yeah. the uh Katie Brad, yep, he's a barefoot out. guy. And Arizona Expo, yes, I am going to be there. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. Cause the, that, uh, you know what you ought to do is uh, you might ought to get a booth out there. Yeah, and, uh, that's what Christine's talking about that. Well, yeah, I'm have Christine come to I me mean, and do some uh, some of her stuff, stuff too. But you know, we're talking about getting a, me getting a booth out there and doing like you know a suture class or something like that. Yeah. Just you know, show folks the basics. Now, I'm not the biggest fan. Everybody wants to learn how to sew. But I am not the biggest fan of suturing in the field. There's much better ways to do it. A little piece of advice, go to Amazon, spend 7 bucks, get a staple gun. And then after that, go to Walmart, spend $2.97 to get a, pack, a bottle of gel Loctite Super Glue. And you can fix just about anything you need. Yeah. Suturing is, leave it to the so experts. So yesterday. Yeah. Leave it to the experts to do it, and, you know, and it, it takes too much time. I mean, even me, and I sew, I sew people for a living every day. It takes too much time. Where you can pop three staples in somebody in under five seconds and be on your way. Yeah. Or you spend 20 seconds with super glue. Or you spend 10, 15, 20 minutes sewing somebody up. And then you're going to have to cut it open because it's going to be infected. Uh, let's see what else we got here. 2004, was that when they uh, started a CLS? Oh, it took in the early 90s. Yeah, we have to apply it to take it then. Yeah, because that's when I got out, Tampico. I got out in 94. That's when I, I had enough fun with Comrade Clinton and his group, and that's when I I, I took the early out there offering senior NCOs. So what else we got going on here? It's hard, It's fun to be on, on this side of Taylor Cope instead of being 280 miles away. <laughs> Need to fix that. Nothing, yeah. You know, another thing, too, you know, is, folks, if you got these Barofang radios, Use them. Get used to using them. They work amazingly. I'm sure in Cope Mine, mine's still covered in mud from being in a flood, and I can't believe it still works. Normally these things have no waterproofing at all. Yeah, that's the only thing I'd like to have about them. About them. I wish they would they have make a, a little version, bit of water resistance. They do resistance. make a version of the UV-5R, and the, the, yours right there, that's waterproof. Yeah, but they're, they're it's a lot more expensive. Like yeah. 90 bucks for one of them. And yeah. for that, but it I'd, might be worth it. You well, know, for that, I'd buy a Yesu. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know... Uh, Yep, the shoots, that's exactly right. That's when Super Glue came out, was in Vietnam. 
No, young Yakima, let me get a picture of one of those for I'll you. I'll get it. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, the, it's uh, actually, it looks more like your Stanley staple gun. It works in that fashion, except the staples are super soft aluminum. And some of them are even magnesium because they need to be bent real easily. But it looks kind of like a Stanley stapler. Is going and it's uh, and they come in different sizes and different loads. You know, the cheap ones have like five or six staples in them. The more expensive ones have thirty. Like the ones I carry have thirty-five staples in them. And I got asked in one class, you know, well if you use that on one person and you only want to use five staples out of thirty, what are you going to do with it? I said I'm going to drop it in a bottle of Everclear. Yeah. <laughs> and use it again if I need to. Uh oh, I'm saying Tampico wrong. It, well, it depends. Tampico is correct the way it was, but if you're in Washington, they call it Tampico. But if you're in Mexico, it's Tampico. You well, know, it's, it's Tampico. Tampico. It's but okay. uh, in in Washington, they call it Tampico. Okay, well, you guys can keep that up there. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, it's yeah, we have our own thing. Uh, but not the staple guns are great. They are so useful. Anybody can use them. I mean. Uh, when I do this, the class, it takes, what does it take, Cope? About two hours to do uh, simple block construction on the wound, on, on the suture. Yeah, we do spend way too much time on and that. And it takes yeah. five, it takes five minutes to show somebody to use a staple gun and throw yeah. a few staples into a pork roast and there you go, that's all you need to know. Here, here's, here's the cut, uh, wash it out a little bit, pull the skin together and staple it up. Okay, next block of instruction. That's it, you know, well, and it is, I mean, suturing, now, I mean, I'm saying you don't need to learn how you do because are you going to be able to refill that staple gun if there's no more staples being made? And the answer is no. You can't reload them. You can't reuse them. You can't go down and get your Stanley T-71s and stuff in there. It just won't work. So you do need to learn how to suture, but also there are just there are better methods. I mean, heck, even Steri-Strips and Pine Sap mm-hmm. is far superior than suturing because you can take it off. It'll allow a wound to bleed and... You know, that's the biggest thing about suturing is if you're out in the middle of the woods, can you be 100% positive that it is perfectly clean before you close it up completely? Right. Where a staple, you know, they leave a gap. And they don't do as pretty as a scar as a suture, but the staple is designed for wounds that are going to bleed and if you not, not, don't have everything out of it. You know, that was that was a pretty good scar. That was a good right one. Right there. No staples, no sutures. That was all super glue. Super glue right I remember there. that. And, and you learn you know, a lesson about putting too much in there. Yeah, but <laughs> that's a good-looking scar. It is. It's clean and straight, and there's not a not a dimple in it. I've got scars all over me. The doctors did. That's it a, like hell. That's a super glue scar right there. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, yes, Minnie, it does hurt. But the thing about it is, it hurts less than the sutures because it's twenty times faster. You know, many it also depends on how fast you get to it. Right. Because there's, there's, you know, shock is a wonderful thing, uh, to a degree. And, you know, there's a certain amount of, of numbness in most of your traumatic wounds like that. And if you get to it right away and get it cleaned out and get it stapled, the pain is probably not any worse than the pain that you already have and you probably won't even feel it. If you're not able to do it pretty quickly and some of that shock wears off, then it's going to be more painful each one of those that you clip in there. Right. But actually, I will cat. It is not. It's just the tissue is flaccid. But uh, our pork roast is very the skin. Uh, you get one of the, you know, we cut, we we buy the type of pork roast here that's full of fat and has a big skin on it because they make the best pasole. But uh, a <laughs> pork roast with the skin on it is very very similar to 
our skin. And you'd be surprised how hard it is to push that needle through that roast. Uh, one thing that, well, another thing we changed too is we changed a little, I changed, uh, I, I totally redid the part on, on shock. Because, you know, we just cover the bare basics of shock. You know, the, if the face is pale, lift the tail. If the face is red, lift the head, and that's about it. But realistically, there's five different types of shock. And they all require to be treated differently. And we're going to be spending more time on that type of stuff. And also another thing we're going to be spending on we've never done before is how to use oxygen. Most folks don't know how to use it very, use it correctly. And also, too, you don't uh, you don't have to have the green bottle that says USP oxygen on it. Your welding set. If you got a welding set, you are you have oxygen that's about a tenth of the cost of uh, getting a prescription oxygen. And the only difference in it is one one hundredth percent of purity. Welding oxygen is what ninety nine point nine percent pure. Medical grade oxygen is ninety nine point nine nine percent pure. Pork roast ain't alive. That's true. <laughs> that's true on that. Chicken deschutes. Yep, is good. I teach. I do actually most of the suturing classes on chicken breasts or chicken thighs because it's uh, a lot harder to suture it without pulling the needle, uh, pulling the, the suture through it. That's exactly right. But yeah, we added more in shock. We added more on uh, uh, battle dressings. Did the different types of dressing. Uh, how to administer oxygen. And how, actually, how to set up your welding set to be able to give oxygen mm -hmm. to somebody. Tampico Scout, when you're in shock, it's a killer, yeah. But the shock that you get, like, from cutting uh, cutting a finger off, you're in shock. The body takes care of you. Well, but there's a difference between being in shock and the shock of, uh, I know what you're saying. But, you know, you cut that finger off and or that arm off, and it's painless for a little while. Because shock is uh, your 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 body's protection. When the body, the whole body goes into shock from a traumatic wound, yeah, that is a killer, real quick. And, and that should be learn. You should learn to take care of that uh, rapidly, and one of the first things that you do. But it's a little bit different than the, the shock of a of a uh, minor wound. Many, it's a staple remover, and believe it or not, you can use your desktop staple remover. It wor it'll work too, but there's a special one made. It's about oh about three bucks on Amazon. But yeah, C7, yeah, you know, <clears throat> I mean, well, okay, I, I I know Cope has done this back in his days before he he uh he got a little bit better. But if you ever came home from a, a party and then had to go to work and ran your oxygen, I was just gonna say, I know I didn't <laughs> tell you how to use oxygen correctly. You just take the hose and put it in the cab and roll the windows up and turn it on. And don't work smoke while a cigarette. You're breathing oxygen. <laughs> Sure helps with those hangovers. It does, but uh, it's a uh, you know it's a good class and it's it's something that is uh, undertaught in the survival uh, in the survival circles you know outside of uh, outside survival of, circle. You made well, a funny. Oh, I made a funny. I couldn't think of a dang word to say. <laughs> but like survival I said, community. Community. That's it. It is starting to get better, and there are more and more classes <clears throat> coming up on it. But you know, and if you even if it's not mine, take one. I'd rather you take mine, but take one. Like Cope said, you know, and take as many people as you can to take it, your whole family. Well, sometimes you can get a discount. When you take four or five people, you might get a, you know, $50 a head knocked off or something and help, uh, but depending on where you're going, I guess. And also, too, you know, one thing we teach, we also show is, is, uh, how, to, is how long to leave staples and sutures in. 
you know, and different parts of the body have different times. The scalp is one time period, your hand is another. If it's over a joint, it's even another. That's the nice thing about super glue. <clears throat> super glue takes itself off. 14 days later, between, between 8 to 14 days, it's coming off. What's Doc talking about? He's getting people sick again in here. <laughs> let's, uh, let's listen to the song here before we run everybody off. All right. Hey, pretty baby, are you ready for me? Yeah, it's a good rockin' daddy down from Tennessee. I'm just out off about San Antonio with a radio blastin' and the bird dog gone. There's a big trap with my head sound the town, but no local yoga gonna shut me down. Cause me and my boys got this rigging wound, and we'll come a thousand miles from a guitar band. i 
naked pictures of you and the beach. I've influenced kings and world leaders. I helped Hemingway ride like he did. And I'll bet you a drink or two that I can make you put that lampshade on your head. since the
cat we've got your uh you know, i told you that smoking does slow down healing we're gonna let you hear it from our resident expert now it does it really really slows down the healing process because it affects uh different levels especially in clotting it affects uh, factor eight factor ten of the clotting factors so heavy smokers bleed more and i can tell you from experience i smoked from october 27 1983 to five years ago and the reason why I know the exact date, I started smoking because the day before I got shot in Grenada and the chief medical officer was going through the b- battalion aid station handing out packs of cigarette cigarettes. But uh, There you go. You're going to die anyway. Go ahead and smoke some of these. But uh, it, it does. It slows down the healing process. It, the body's collagen uh, breaks down faster. It's one of the, thing, the glues that glues everything together. Uh, bones, it, uh, it, it slows down the healing of bones and especially respiratory problems. If, uh, a lot of times smokers have a lot more respiratory issues, uh, colds, flus, uh, well not so much flus, but uh, bacterial infections, uh, pneumonias are really bad in, uh, in folks, right? And I bet you, you know, we talked about this before, uh, Iowa Cat, but yeah, you know, 
I'm I'm not one of the smoke uh, ex smokers that go, gets on a bandwagon and starts you know condemning everybody who smokes. You know, it's your choice. Do it. You know, but I That's will tell you. Job. I will tell you from a medical professional that it is much more damaging than we ever knew it was 15, 20 years ago. It really, really affects the body. On another hand of it, though, if you smoke uh, the quote-unquote organic cigarettes and they're very expensive and you don't smoke a lot of them, it's nowhere near as bad. But you smoke Marlboro, Winston's, or whatever like that, you got to see the additional chemicals they put into them. And it's there for one purpose only. But uh, tobacco is used as a healing agent. It, you can use tobacco a lot for healing. Tobacco is great for if you have uh, internal parasites. It's great for that. Uh, it's great to pack in a wound. Tobacco by itself like that will uh, act as a really good uh, topical antibiotic. But when you're smoking the modern forms of cigarettes, so it's bad. And also these uh, e-cigs are really cool, and everybody's got them. It's showing now, you know, that they probably are a little bit worse because they are pure chemical cocktails. So, yeah, but yeah. Also, too, we, uh, yeah, it's uh, even if you're not a heavy smoker. It's it's still bad on it. Also, too, you know, you might have some other issues you'll need to look at. I'll talk to you off the air about that one of these days. Yes, we were. I wasn't. I was with uh, C first to the seventy fifth in Panama. We got to play all the fun music out there. Well, Katie, Brad, that was a very very long time ago. Organic smokes. Uh, what's that one? Uh, natives here in New Mexico. They're New Me- they're made in Santa Fe. They are uh, just tobacco. There's nothing added to them. And uh, if, if you're going to smoke a cigarette, that'll be the one to smoke. Just don't smoke a lot of them. But e- any of them, though, they, they, uh, I've, do, I've done enough autopsies on smokers, and uh, it does tear you up. Even me, after I quit five years ago, I still don't have the same wind as somebody my age that's never smoked. Mm-hmm. American Spirits is another good brand. You know, those are the ones that made up. They're made here in New Mexico, also. You know, but I can't really say on smoking. You know, I say it's bad for you, and if you can quit, do it. However, I want to tell you one of the things that isn't true about quitting smoking is all the extra money that you save off a fifty-dollar carton. It goes elsewhere. <laughs> it does really quick. And I know a lot of folks. In fact, I got a few folks in our group up here that actually grow their own tobacco. They figured out a way to get it to grow in New Mexico. And they grow their own, and uh, and they know exactly what's in it. And actually, they are they smoke the same amount as they did before. But believe it or not, they they actually look. They don't have that smoker's uh, look to their skin. Uh, but it's uh, a <laughs> yeah, the 1950 commercials, you know. Uh, but realistically, though, if you can get off of them, get off of them because there's going to come a time really soon when you're not going to be able to get them unless you grow your own. And things are going to be bad enough when, and having to go through the withdrawals of that at the same time, it's going to cause issues. Yeah, you know, that doesn't make any sense to me. So, well, I'll quit when I have to, when they're not around. But you look at all the problems we're going to have anyway, and to add that to it just seems retarded to me. Uh, you're all, you got enough damn things going on. Uh, it would seem to me that it would be uh, much more beneficial to go ahead and get that behind you now not only for your health, but for everybody else's, for your family and your group's well-being, 
not to have those things where you, and I, being a, a very heavy ex-smoker, I can tell you that if I was forced to stop cold turkey like that, uh, my mind is not, my head is not going to be in the game as much. I'm going to be, I'm going to be worrying about more where I can, uh, beat somebody to death for their cigarettes, you know, or. I've <laughs> seen that in combat. Still, I'll bet. I, and I, I don't doubt that a bit. I've seen that in combat. And I was one of them. Because in 1984 was the last C-Rats that came with cigarettes. Because a few months after that, as the MREs came out. Yeah. And uh, then uh, what was his name? C. Edward Coop. 84. That was two years. Two years after I went in, or two years before I went in. You know, and it, that's when the last C rats came with cigarettes in them. And and see, I mean, when you're out in the field, you know, you know, you had cigarettes, and then after that, you sort of had to buy them. And then you're on extended deployments out in uh, we used to call in the Army Bravo Foxtrot Echo, and <laughs> you're uh, and there's no cigarettes, and you start seeing a lot of privates, a lot of sergeants. Either one, making a lot of money, or two, you see people waking up in ditches with heads caved in mm-hmm. just for a, a, a cigarette. It's uh, So it's, how does anybody think that's going to be any better when you have no regulation, no chance of being caught and, and court-martialed or, or uh, Article 15 or anything? Uh, you know, when, when it's a free-for-all, it just seems to me that it would be much more beneficial to everybody that you're involved with to be done with it. Start working on it now and be done with it before poop hits the fan. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, you know, if you're going to have to have a vice that you're going to have, uh, you know, when poop hits the fan, alcohol is the one that's easiest to get to, to take care of because you can make it. You know, two weeks you can have beer and, uh, you know, four hours after you have beer, you have whiskey. You know, it's a, uh, and it's a it's a thing that you know I do teach I teach classes on that one too. You've heard me say on my show many many times, you know my f- top five survival items are my gun, my knife, my brains, and my pressure cooker. You know because but that you know we've talked about it many times before. Pressure cooker will do so many things that you never even thought of, besides the stuff that happened in Boston. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, get out of it. get you know. If you're smoking, please try to quit. You know, do what it takes. I will give you a piece of advice. If you're a combat veteran or you got PTSD, do not take Chantrix. Seriously, it's bad. It's bad. And I'll tell you something else that will help you quit. And I told B2 Basic this. I don't know if she's been doing it or not. But uh, I'll tell you something else that helps a whole lot, and that is uh, anything cinnamon. Cinnamon gum, uh, dentine, cinnamon, you know, um, uh, candies or something. There's cinnamon toothpaste. And keep that cinnamon taste in your mouth all the time, and your cigarettes taste like crap. So you just have to have the willpower to, to keep the cinnamon. Cinnamon is a pleasant taste. And uh, if you keep doing that, your cigarettes are going to keep tasting like crap, and it makes it a whole lot easier. Okay, but, yeah, you know, there's just... It's uh, you're gonna have enough things to worry about. There's more than enough things to worry about than trying to figure out where that next smoke's coming from. Or unless you like folks that live down south or live up, or like a few folks that I know here that grow their own tobacco. But uh, you know, and it's a, you know, if you're gonna do that, then heck, you got yourself one heck of a trading option yeah, right there. Yeah, no kidding. You know, tobacco, booze, and well, never mind. This is a family show. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you can. Uh, and I mean, and like I said, tobacco has other uses besides smoking or chewing or dipping. 
I mean, it, it is, it's been a natural medicine in, in this country because it's, na- it's only native to this country, uh, for thousands of years here in the United States. And it wasn't until the, the Europeans came here and took it back to the old world that they figured out some of the other properties of it. It's a, it's a really good thing to have on hand like that. I think it's almost time to, uh, it's getting close to that time here. Getting close. Yeah, the sheets, you know, pressure cookers. I mean, what I like about the pressure cooker is, uh, you know, you can cook uh, a meal with a quarter of the fuel in a pressure cooker than you would on top of the stove in a skillet. And poop hits the fan, fuel's a big thing, whether it's wood, paper, gasoline, alcohol. Whatever it is. You know, they're uh, they're really, really good. What do we got going on here? Let me 
All right, guys, that's it. We got to get out of here. We got a big class this morning. Starts early in the morning. We got uh, two full days of uh, being on our feet here, so we're gonna have to uh, give it up. I hope you guys have a good weekend. And I'll tell you that this uh, uh, different subject from the classes and everything else we've been talking about, but this battle flag thing has just about pissed me off where I can't stand it. It was, you know, I never paid much attention because it's just a damn flag. It was just a, it's a piece of cloth hanging on a pole. You know, I, I liked looking at it. It's a neat flag. I had no problem with it one way or the other. Didn't care. Um, and now they're doing all this, and I am as pissed off as anybody from Alabama or Mississippi or anywhere else. Cannot believe what's going on down there. And I'll tell you, I watched them. That, that was a part of our of our heritage, whether you like it or not. When they took that flag down from the South Carolina Capitol building, I damn near cried. I couldn't even believe what I was watching. I couldn't believe that those people would, you know, and they had a half a dozen cops standing out there watching. They should have run over them and went up there and put that damn flag back up. Couldn't believe that they allowed that to happen. Just amazing to me. Um, I was sick, and it, it, it irks me till I can't stand it. But I saw a meme today that I love, and I'm going to go find it again, and I'm going to steal it and use it and probably put it on my my profile picture on Facebook. And it had uh, two guys standing there. I don't remember if they were on horses uh, or or what, but there was a, one holding the... Uh, the United States flag and one holding the battle flag, and it said, this time we ride together, partner. And I loved that. That was very, very cool. I'm going to go find it before I leave this computer tonight, and I'm going to steal it and and uh, put it up on my deal. I love that. So I, uh, I swear, um, I don't know which... Which one of these things is pissing me off worse that's going on in this country? But um, that's sure, surely one of them. All right. I want uh, everybody to have a good weekend. Think about um, if you can find something positive to think. I can think of something positive, like choking the liver and snot out of a liberal. That's a positive thing. That That's one of the things that makes me happy. So, uh, anyway... We'll be back Monday. Amy will be back at her regular time. We'll have a uh, report for you on the on the class and everything. So I'm going to get on out of here. Let me find my button here to push. And we'll see you all Monday. Thanks for joining us. Okay, that about wraps it up for another edition of Liberty Lounge on this Friday evening. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Be sure and join me again Monday morning for Amy's show, Living Way Out Here at 8 o'clock Pacific Time, and The Shooting Bench, Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 p.m. Pacific Time. Remember that your life is a gift from God. How you spend it is your gift to Him. 
Good night. And it's all over but the crying. I called you on the phone just to find out what was wrong. And the things you said made my suspicions real. You said tonight again you had to stay with this sick friend. But that story I'm not buying. Cause it's all over but the crying. It's all It's all